This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 219. This Imperium Life 6. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Good afternoon, Captains. I hope you enjoy this story from my days in service. There's a great deal of pressure on the races of the galaxy to negotiate trade routes. I've always welcomed trade and tourism to the wonderfully beautiful planet of Joel. As such, I make an open offer to the galaxy. Should anyone visit our majestic planet, I will split with them the energy we siphon from their journey. How am I rewarded for the offer of mutual prosperity? Those pesky Nalu who think they know everything, even the future, they immediately boast out, Don't trust those fish. The proposal of prosperity is a ruse. They seek only to counterstroke your tourism and lash out at the galaxy. I plead that I simply aim for all of us to negotiate trade routes, but ever so smugly they ignore my assurances, confident they have outwitted me. They have already negotiated all the trade routes they need and don't want the rest of the galaxy to catch up. I recoil to my office to peruse the proposed bills my people wish to bring to the Galactic Council. I can't help but smile as I notice one of the bills on my desk, an economic initiative. I patiently wait a while until the Nalu are about to cease operations for this galactic cycle so as to not be too obvious. Fine, you slimy snake, you figured me out. I submit, if you visit my home, I'll give you all the energy I siphon. A smile betrays how satisfied that pesky Nalu is with himself. He visits my system in exchange for four trillion credits. His smile turns to confusion as I do not respond. A short while later, his confusion turns to anger as I reveal my economic initiative bill to the council. His credits are washed away as his logistic officers are tied up touring my home, unable to aid him next round. Um, real quick errata for that story, Matt. Um, it's economic equality, not economic initiative is an action card yeah. that lets you refresh all your cultural planets. Economic equality is the agenda that I believe the storyteller, the story writer was referring a small to. Fry, a small fry hero gave us that one. And yeah, Hunter's just going to dive right in and just jump all over you. We didn't edit it. Uh, and, oh, sorry. And- I'm, ro- I'm role playing a listener of the show. <laughs> Just one, though. Just one specific listener. You know who you are. You know you're out there. I know who you are. Well, hi. Uh, this is it. This is... We've, we're have we back. Hey, th- some of you have maybe never heard one of these before. I don't know, man. I don't know. If, how many people listen to the entire show? This is This Imperium Life. Uh, yeah. To where we hand the reins over to you, the listener, to tell us your exploits in the Twilight Imperium universe. And that was some wonderful prose by Small Fry Hero to lead us off. Totally. And then we have amateur voice actor Matt Martini uh, <laughs> read uh, your exploits uh, in his interesting, uh, you know, his, his his way of doing it. To me, it, the you soul, know? for some reason, always gets the southern drawl a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, you've stuck with that from the beginning. Um, <laughs> this this Imperium Life is a joke name that we yeah. came up with, I think, the first time we did this. And then it's stuck. Um, how long has it been since we've done one of these? Like, We a really have not long done time? one since episode 101. 
I believe. Oh my god. Yeah, it's been a real, wow. real, real, real long time. Over a hundred episodes ago since we've done one of these. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've got uh, what, like six of them today for you, yeah. where you're gonna get some some listener submitted stuff. Um, I want to say uh, before we get too deep into this episode that November is here. Yeah. November has come, and if you want to sign up for Tournament Four, uh, Space Cats Peace Turtles Patreon Tournament Four, which will be starting in 2022. Uh, you need to be a patron. Write me out. Get in. <laughs> uh, get in so you can uh, get that that great sign up sheet. Yeah. Um, we have a system now that basically allows us to uh, accommodate everyone. So if you're interested <laughs> in being in it, there's not going to be it's not going to be like oh oh no we only had a two hundred some odd spots. No, we have. A thousand something spots. Yeah. Okay. It's disgusting like, how many spots we have. We will not fill them, which means the only limit is the amount of time that the invites are eventually up. That date will come later, sometime in December, very early December. We will send out the official invite to mm -hmm. everybody who was a patron during the month of November. So obviously, I cannot send that out until after November 30th. Right. So right. that's what we're waiting on right now. But come hang out with us. Come get enjoy your other Patreon benefits while you're at it. Come do a Galactic Council vote. Speaking of, we'll talk about uh, what business we have to do with Planet Earth later, I guess. But your new Speaker of the Council has been decided. I'm jumping the gun and I don't care. Let's, uh, I, I want to dive into some more stories. What do you say, Hunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do another one. Okay. It's my turn. So this is the here we're cat. It's casual this time, you know. I know Matt did the cool fade in, fade out, but no, it's this is it's my turn. Matt doesn't get to talk. Um, I'm in charge. Uh, so uh, Stads, dear friend of the show, Stads, uh, sent in this uh, this anecdote here. <clears throat> I played a multi draft game recently and picked Winu in a slice with Hope's End. On my right was a necro player that did not seem to be inclined to be friends together. A very fair disposition toward Winu these days. He ended that one with an exclamation point, so I got excited there. Put some, the some zhuzh on. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's Hunter's time. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's Hunter's time. I'm no. amateur voice actor. <clears throat> the early rounds involved them taking the left equidistant, uh, Atlas, with a lot of their forces and putting a space dock and a PDS on it. Cool. With Hope's End, my tech path was Sarween Plasma PDS2 to take advantage of all the free structures from the mechs. <laughs> I disagree with that. Uh, I sold Necro <laughs> some airspace in round two to score an objective that also let them pick up PDS2. Whoa, fine. It was in round three that Necro decided to choose violence, attacking me at Hope's End with most of their capacity ships and easily conquering the planet with a commanding force. Yummy. However... Since I had already sold the airspace there, most of my plastic was still intact and ready to retaliate. Oh, that's why you should always sell the airspace, huh? My first retribution was to bring some dreads and a carrier with some mechs and fighters to Atlas. With Necro's PDS shots missing and mine hitting, <laughs> I was lucky enough to not lose a single ship, preventing Necro from gaining any tech. Ooh, too bad. My mechs landed on the planet which had little besides one PDS to defend it. After taking the planet, I used the reclamation ability to place two PDS on Atlas. A spectator remarked that Winu was doing an L1 cosplay due to me essentially replacing Necro structures with my own. Essentially is a funny word there because, you know, there was a space dock there, right? Earlier in the story? I don't remember. Anyways, next. 
I aimed to take back Hope's End. First, I flew a destroyer into Mechatol Rex, where I quickly got killed. Uh, but only after unlocking my commander. Next, Sardak wanted to fly near my PDS grid to claim a frontier token. I offered to let them grab it without PDS firing if we swapped alliances, and I got Teklar Legion on a later turn, which was accepted. My, which is wow, what a I can't believe how just for not firing PDS. I mean, I think it's supposed to be like one trade good for that stats. Like, what are you doing in these games? <laughs> how are you getting people to agree to this? <clears throat> Anyways. My plans almost fell apart when Necro played unexpected action on Hope's End and unlocked their fleet there, ready to strike at my mostly empty slice. To counter, I paid two trade goods for Warfare to pop at that moment, building a carrier, two fighters, and two infantry in my home system. Next action, before Necro could use their unlocked fleet, I hit Hope's End with everything I had. With the PDS pre-fire, my commander, and a fighter prototype, Fighter 1's hitting on 5's is pretty neat. Um, and honestly, could just be the whole point. This story could just be that. Fighters can hit on five sometimes. That's pretty cool. I was able to comfortably, 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 <laughs> comfortably win the space fight. Then I assaulted the ground using a mix of ground forces brought on ships and ground forces from nearby planets via Sardax Commander, which we call Gamma Mama. Okay. I don't know why it was written as Sardax Commander. It's called Gamma Gamma Mama, Mama Gamma, whatever, to bring as much as I possibly could to the fight. The ground combat was extremely close, coming down to a one versus, which I don't even understand how that, how was it close? How could that have been close? I guess there must have been a lot there. <laughs> it comes down to a one versus one with several rounds of missing on both sides. While the misses were happening, I realized that I had forgotten to use Teklar Legion, which it would have won the ground combat handily. Even Stads makes mistakes, see? Even Stads. <laughs> I had only myself to blame for how close it got. Luckily, I was able to pull out the win, securing the planet for myself and totally destroying the Necro incursion. Necro then built and passed with no plastic left to fight that round. I had one token left, which I used to score four of a trait, as was pre-negotiated with my other Isarl neighbor. The war had been won so thoroughly that Necro and I did not fight for the rest of the game, even becoming support for the throne partners later with me still squatting on Atlas. When I ended up winning the game, other players commented that they didn't especially mind Winu winning this one, saying, given how thoroughly you smashed Necro, I think you deserved it. So this is a story of <laughs> uh, Stads being in a game and someone choosing violence and, and then wins. essentially <laughs> essentially stads like it's like you see this situation a million times where like somebody gets attacked and they're like oh, mutually assured destruction except mm -hmm. it wasn't mutual because winu gonna winu and that commander gonna commander and also i mean stads does not comment this in the story this is just me my my yeah. gleaming i that sardak deal who ridiculous. was that Sardak? Tell me yeah. who that was. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to make deals with that person. Yeah, I want to I have them in my games, and I'll propose something that should be very cheap and just be like, give me Gamma Mama and Teklar Legion now. You know? <laughs> it's it's a trade good. We've all agreed it's a trade good per... It's like a trade good per shot, yeah, is what sure. I would say. You know? And then Plasma, I, I get... I mean, you could charge per actual shot and charge for the Plasma, um, so that's fair. Should have been two trade goods. Max, yeah. okay? Max. This right. one feels like a distinctly classic 
this Imperium life, though, as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's like a couple POK elements, but what I'm excited for to be doing this again is the idea that we're like, like some of these stories are really getting into some POK specific stuff. Um, it was hard to pick uh, stories this go around because the old problem we had was like a hundred stories about Isaro stalling for a long yeah, time yeah, yeah. and then winning. Yeah, and yeah. now uh, it feels like it's a hundred stories about become a martyr. Or like a Ghosts of Creus hero swap or something like, you know what I mean? Like there's things that are just like, turns out those things are cool every single time they happen and they feel like a play of the week. What a good mechanic. What a good card. Become a Martyr is, I guess, huh? Yeah, Become a Martyr is pretty interesting because it's like, I feel like we could get like a hundred Become a Martyr um, submissions. But then I still think there might be like something to it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. I would read a hundred to be like, I bet there's a really good one in here. Yeah, though. that's yeah. that's the nature of become a martyr. Isaril <laughs> stall and pass, or stall and uh, win at the end of the game. Uh, that remarkably always kind of had the same cards involved. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? It was like unexpected action into silence of space, and yeah. then you know, and now you could throw in like. The newer cards like master plan and blah blah yeah. blah etc etc you know many many different things and many many yeah other stuff and totally. uh, and you know and all that i'm a podcaster <laughs> um, i want to i want to thank stads for throwing one in there though that was that 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 was a uh, stads is good at this game i want to i want to say something about i want to make sure because i feel like we um in the tournament we always throw a lot of heat on the winners sure. you know what i mean we make it so that their games are a little weird going forward. We've done this to Magi yeah. real bad. You know what I mean? Like anytime someone plays with Magi, you're like, oh, you're the guy that they talk about on the show. Stads is so good, man. Like Stads <laughs> is like really good. just wants good. to watch Stads uh, lose more often. He's just trying to stick on <laughs> the Stads right I'm now. Play, I'm, I'm playing against Stads right <laughs> playing now. Playing the long Stads game. is like one of the best play- Stads is like, and Stads is too cool, I think, to win a tournament. Like if you, okay, so if you go back and you watch stad's uh tournament game this year uh, i forget which number it was it it, it is uh, which is sad um but it feels like I, I told him this too i said this on the commentary i think for game six it feels like a game where stad's is teaching the other five players to win or like how to play <laughs> because he's so patient with everybody and he kind of he makes the game go really smoothly and i really appreciated it, it w- it's not like in a condescending way it's like stad's just wants everybody to have a good time and it's like well this is a tournament game and then you know, and then Stads uh, does not win, I think, in that circumstance. But if you play with Stads and it's just Stads and the people he plays with, uh, it gets pretty, yeah, oh, yeah, no, didn't, no, no. He, didn't he goes Stads, pretty hard. Didn't Stads lose to uh, a tiebreaker, too? Wasn't yeah, that the yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that was the Kool-Aid game. I think it was. I think he I lost think that the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid wackadoodle game. tiebreaker. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny that that's I'm how glad, that one turned I, out. Now I'm glad it happened to Stan. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's do another one. Yeah, fine. This one is from uh, Wade, uh, but uh, this one, Hunter, you specifically marked because it's got some good Teddy's Jam for you business in it. So, mm-hmm. I, Hunter, I give you permission to be the sort of like commentator in the background like helping point out when things are especially okay, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. point here i have not read this one yet and i'm excited to read it for the first time but hunter described it to me as this this is teddy teaching someone his ways and the person doesn't even know that it's happening to them yeah so, yeah let's yeah. do this uh i realized i didn't actually have a shot in this game but that everyone else did that sounds like a teddy everyone uh, else statement. thought 
thought yeah. that I did. Yeah, everyone yeah. else thought that I had a shot. So I was playing Hakan in round five with eight points, Quantum Data Hub Node, one scored secret, and one in hand, become the gatekeeper. It was a tough secret with the board state, but from everyone else's perspective, I had the game locked up. Side note, prior to round five, I had a lot of fun using a combination of Hakan mechs, SAR scavenge ability, and integrated economy from research agreement. I would sell my own planets with a mech to SAR for them to gain a trade good, then claim them back and use integrated economy to produce units. SAR was into it because they had, uh, they'd had a dock destroyed by Sol round one uh, using a flank speed and were desperate for any support they could get. I would definitely try that again. <laughs> uh, with, <laughs> that's hilarious. With a long way to go uh, in order to score my secret, I took leadership in round five the table had guessed i had become the gatekeeper and successfully stopped me from scoring it though they weren't entirely sure it was that i knew that i had to get imperial to pop early so that i could get a new secret objective i whispered to the imperial holder and asked them to stall it saying i didn't have the tokens to follow at the time after all i had zero strategy tokens in reality i wanted him to activate it early what he missed was my relic, Scepter of Emilpar, which gave me a strategy counter. I followed Imperial anyways. I drew Form a Spy Network to have five action cards as my secret, but I had zero action cards in hand, having just been publicly executed the previous agenda phase. Politics had not been selected, and Asarl had Magion Biostims ready to take any action cards I had if they thought I had any worthwhile ones to get. Chances of winning looked rather slim. So... I drew that sig uh, I, after I drew that secret, I figured I could either A, spend my entire game trying to convince everyone that I didn't have a shot and not be believed, or B, I could lean into it and hope everyone just gave up so I could sneak a win in some other way. I chose B. In order to play into this, I extorted a player into giving me two relic fragments, which caused other players to believe that I had destroy heretical works. The SAR player, Teddy's Jam for you, told the table that since I had taken those two relics, I probably had the game locked up. The only way to stop me, it seemed, would be to take my home system. Multiple players threw their entire fleets at my Hakan heroed home system with many close rolls. In the end, I made several additional attempts at extortion and got three action cards, one of which I had to give to SAR along with my support to stop them from using their hero on my home system. Despite this, their second one-way support uh, after the atrocious round one start, SAR claimed they still had no path whatsoever. <laughs> That sounds, yep, that is Teddy. Uh, near the end, I had nothing left except two action cards and another player who hadn't given up yet, uh, an Asaro player. I showed Asaro my secrets and bargained with them that they could take the last shot at my home system, which would have won them the, won them the game off of the Rule Distant Lands Stage 2 public objective, in exchange for giving me three action cards. They agreed, and despite less than ideal math, they dove into my home system where the Wrath of Kanara won the day. A funny aside, it turned out Asarl had not done the deal. Uh, had Asarl not done the deal, Teddy's Jam for You had indeed managed to secure the win with Rule Distance Lands, the extra support, and their final secret. I believe five dreads. The Asarl player later admitted they wouldn't have done the deal had they known the game was SARS otherwise. But in classic Teddy's Jam for You fashion, the table was convinced he was out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bluff didn't make everyone give up like I'd hoped. It did make for a very exciting ending. Uh, much more fun than complaining that I didn't have a shot and not being believed anyways. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Teddy what I meant trying by to out Teddy another player who's Teddying. <laughs> well, so so what I'll say this is Wade sent this one in, and I feel like Wade is actually doing an inverted Teddy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like Teddy right. faces that choice uh, all the time. There's There's the specific part where it's like, okay, I could spend the rest of the game trying to convince everyone that I don't have a shot. 
and then not be believed. Or I could just like do the opposite and make everyone think that I've already got this locked up and there's no game yeah. here. And then, so Wade does this, does <laughs> is like, I, I've got it. The game, and then still finds a way to deal make yeah. into the win, which is very odd. Right. It's like the choice didn't even matter so much. I just think it's hilarious that Teddy shows up as a minor character in someone else's story <laughs> Doing the same stuff that Teddy yeah. always does, which is, I don't have a shot. I've got, oh, I've just got no way of winning this one while secretly uh, having it completely uh, wrapped up. So basically what happened, <laughs> this is actually a story about someone being so devious yeah. that they accidentally find a way to win the game. They do a, they do a, what is this called? This is a Magi's Gambit. This is yeah. where you're like, yes. all right. You win um, or I win. You win or I win, basically. And that and that worked out where they won, whereas the whole time Teddy is just in the corner with it all secretly locked up right, and, right. and no one knows. When when is is Teddy gonna accept I know. that he cannot claim Well and that, I love like I love the idea too that he actually would have won if he had just said that he had it because Asaro <laughs> would have decided not exactly. to win slay. Exactly. So Teddy was was hoisted by his own tart. This is one where you have to read between the lines, yeah. but it's very good. I, I like it a lot. So thank you so much for sending this in, Wade. I really appreciate yep. it. And if uh, if you are not sure who who we are talking about, who is Teddy? You need to watch the finals of this year's tournament on yep. our YouTube page. Check that out. Yeah. Um, Teddy's in it, and you'll learn a lot about Teddy over the course of the game, and you'll know <laughs> what we're talking about, too. And I love Teddy, and I'm, I'm excited to play with Teddy next time I play with Teddy whenever Teddy's going to tell me that he's got no way to win the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because he'll even do it like, he'll say like, no, 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 really, though. This time I definitely <laughs> don't have a chance. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Your words don't have meaning anymore. Like you have fully no, 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 cried no. But wolf. They, like actually, though, this time, Matt, it's that type of trap. You know yeah. what I mean? Where like, yeah, sure. no matter what, it might even be true this time. But who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you I'm may gonna as start well... muting humble and Teddy in games. <laughs> Just like your words don't mean anything, so I don't know why I waste my no, time listening. No, I'm not talking. I'm I I, uh, I have a new policy. I don't talk smack on humble. Humble's my guy. <laughs> I'm humble all the way. I'm wearing I'm I'm wearing a humble checkmate. I got a humble checkmate foam finger right yeah. now. It is Good. a giant chess board finger <laughs> as a finger. And that's that's my humble checkmate foam finger. All right. I love humble and I'm not no smack talk here on humble. My my guy, my number one, my best friend, my buddy. Gonna replace you on the show, humble checkmate, my number one, my big Enough. Oh my god, I wanna die right now. <laughs> Alright, well let's just do the next one. This one's called Misplay of the Week, and it's by Zephyrus. <clears throat> My path, I think, to myself, couldn't be simpler. I use Spynet and find that Asarl only has one sabotage and no uh, parlay. Wow, you got to use Spynet the right way. That should just end of, this should be the end of the story. <laughs> I got to use Spynet... Or in its intended way. What? People let you do that? That's crazy. <clears throat> okay, so yeah. You spy net, find only uh, one sabotage, no parlay. Uh, and then I take Quan with my war son. Wow. Um, I empty Roka, so we're playing as NRA. Empty Roka of infantry and leave the space only partially defended with a dreadnought and a destroyer. And I score fight with precision. Very cool. The Asarl player... 
has clearly sussed what I'm trying to do for the most part and feels the need to defend their home system. Their last action of round four is to move their flagship and build another dread and infantry at home. Little do they know that that actually makes things simpler for me, provided I can win the combat, which is tight, but with uh, Crown and the Codex, I should be able to, provided I use the Codex to, to draw a couple of juicy action cards. Round five starts, and I play Political Stability to keep... Man, how many cards you got? <laughs> Round five starts, and I play Political Stability to keep Diplo. That's interesting. Um, White has Speaker, so Asarl isn't beating me on initiative. I don't know why I, I actually somebody I'll else. Be fair, has speaker. I, I cut. So we started in media res. I cut some early stuff. Out. Uh, There's a, okay, there was a okay. lot more information in this one. Sorry. I see. I see. So somebody has speaker. And so Asarl isn't going to beat me on initiative. I activate Asarl's home system and move everything in with a flank speed, um, leaving three uh, destroyers over Quan and taking them for my other system. My fleet is one war sun, two NRA mechs, two infantry, one carrier, four fighters, and three destroyer twos. Isarl's is one flagship, three dreads, four fighters, and then uh, Retilian has one PDS, one mech, and five infantry, while Shalak has uh, two mechs and six infantry on it. We both start making our rolls, and by and large, I'm getting the upper hand. I win the space battle with my war sun, and all my ground forces intact, but everything else is destroyed. I score Unveil, which puts puts me to uh, nine points, um, which I think actually, do you mean destroy? It may have been destroy. Destroy. No, unveil. You, un you well, can unveil with a war sun? I think you have to unveil. No, you're with right. It's destroy. You're right. It's destroy. Yummy. <laughs> I got it. I that that's on that's a errata live errata on you, Zephyrus. <laughs> you just got errata by the king of errata. Um, uh, so just one combat, and I can call it a day. He means the uh, ground combat. Uh, I bombard two infantry off Retilian and commit my forces. The combat goes for a few rounds, and yet again, I forget. I have the crown. Oh, doy. Unfortunately, Isarl rolls are better. Isarl's good on the ground these days. Planet yeah. Earth knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Unfortunately, Isarl rolls are better than they were in the space, and slowly my elation is turning to dread. Uh, Metroid Dread sponsor Nintendo. I went all in on this, and if I don't take Retilian, I only have about three ships that won't be locked down, and only one of them has capacity. Oh boy. It comes down to one of my mechs and one of Isarl's. I get a bad roll, and the fight ends in a draw. Um, Isarl forgot to use their commander at the start of the fight, and in good spirits, I show them my hand of secrets, which Isarl then rightly tells to the table. Whoa, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to tell the table. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> that's, I would, Isar, okay, Isarl's around the world. We need to have like a, like a meeting later, okay? We're going to talk <laughs> about uh, being nice. <clears throat> Anyways, my chance is blown, and I start frantically looking around the board for a way to score the last stage one I haven't scored, two adjacent to Mechatol. So I can still win in the status phase. As I'm doing this, it dawns on me that I didn't use the crown of Thanlos once during either the space combat or the invasion. That's mistake number one. That's a pretty big mistake. Um, I tell the table, it's normally crown of Thanlos isn't a, isn't a big deal if you forget to use it, but yeah. this was for all the marbles. This for the win. So yeah. this could have made, made a big difference. I tell the table and laugh it off to try and play dead in case I can find another path. I see a path, but only if I can stall out the entire table and claim the space over Vorhall whilst 
diploing Lodor and taking the space over Malice, which is only defended by a carrier and a fighter. It's a long shot, but doable if I can stall everyone out, or at least long enough that a Sarl can't retaliate. It's tough to stall out in a Sarl, so this yeah. is But you're not Zronika. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's right, stall right. potential there. The rest of the round proceeds with all the craziness of a round five. Ghosts use their hero, hero to swap the Riggles and Mirage, which, as I don't have anti-mass, blocks me into my home system. Uh, Isarl ends up losing Mirage and the Shard Point to Titans, and I'm sitting in my corner using every stall I have, including taking the space over Evera to block as much of Isarl's retaliation as I can. It comes down to my last three tactic tokens. By this point, everyone except Asarl and I have passed. I've lost most of my plastic and spent all of my cards. I activate Malice and move two destroyers from Quan. I take the space. I then move the carrier and two mechs uh, I have over Lodor to fight uh, one cruiser left over Vorhal. I win the fight. With a, just a carrier? Oh, wait, the mechs. Yeah, yeah, whoops. <laughs> We're, we are in array. I forgot we are in array. <laughs> I win the fight and then make my second mistake by getting greedy and dropping a mech onto the undefended Vorhal, which leaves the space area slightly less defended. Mistake number two. I then move my last destroyer from Quan to a diploed Lodor, and the table finally thinks that I'm still a threat. I have to pass and hope that Asarl doesn't have a path. Unfortunately, they have the IFF from Ghost, and so therefore they can access Mirage, albeit again against five Saturn Engine 2s and six infantry, and they have a scorable secret. They are strapped for plastic, uh, though, so this is all a Hail Mary. They manage to spare two cruisers to send to Vorhal to block my path and win the fight with one cruiser left. If only I had left that second mech in the space area, I could have held things. Luckily, Asarl then fail to get through the Titan's fleet over Mirage, and their path falls by the wayside. I can't score. So we go to round six. Oh my god, this that's rough. We go to <laughs> round six with everyone but ghosts on nine points. Titans gets Imperial with a scorable stage two, but Mahakt pips them to the post with a cheeky double tech into fleet logistics, followed by taking Mirage for the action phase win. At this point, I'm still upset at my own hubris and forgetfulness about the crown of Thalnos. How could I have forgotten about the, this famously bad relic? This famously bad relic when I was the one, when I was one of the few factions with units that can actually use it well. Nevertheless, all the players go into the post-game chat and congratulate each other on what has been a very fun day of TI. I'm making a mental note to not be so forgetful and compliment uh, complimenting the ghost player on their use of their hero, which royally hindered me. It's at this moment that the Yin player pipes up and asks why I didn't use Greyfire Mutagen when I invaded Asarl's home system. <laughs> he was sure I had that fight in the bag. I begin saying that I didn't have Greyfire in my hand, but trailed off mid-sentence. I couldn't possibly have forgotten yet another combat-winning card in my possession. Could I? Could I have messed things up that badly? I looked to my hand, and there, in the middle... <laughs> Between my secrets and my promissory notes is Greyfire Mutagen, unused. It all comes flooding back, and I remember buying this off the Yin player in round three as part of a fragment swap deal just in case I had to win a dicey invasion. <laughs> a fight that ended in a draw and cost me the game should have been a fight I won easily, 
if it weren't for my own brain forgetting that I had other cards other than action cards in my hand. Mistake number three. Oh, that was, a, that was a good ending to that one. Yeah, that was a very good ending, man. That's if that's not me in like every game of TI. I just look Dude, at the final yeah, round and I'm so like, oh you. no, and this and then that component, and I forgot that one too, and I could have gone there. Yeah. So true, so true, so <laughs> relatable, so relatable. We've all been there. We've all been there. I tell you, I tell you, we've all been there, and we'll be there again. You know, many, many times. <laughs> Many, many times as we continue to play this game that you cannot fit in your brain. Yeah. You need like I mean, an assistant to play Twilight right. Imperium. You know what I mean? Like Even you need somebody Twitch chat, we forget stuff. You know what I mean? You and I play literally with like a like a game genie plugged into our brains and we still mm-hmm. forget stuff. Yeah. And they forget stuff too. You know what right. I mean? Do you know how, how often Twitch chat will be like, Hey, you should you should uh you should do this. That yeah. if you do this, you'll win. And it'll be like, well, I have support swap with that person, yeah, so I can't, can't do that. that. Can't do and those things. Can't do that. It's like yeah. no one, no one can keep the whole game in their brain at once. Yeah. It needs to be the way it should work is that there should be the player and then the person with the components. Right. So there's like the the <laughs> ideas guy. I propose twelve player TI with six people that are in charge of the thinking. And then six people that touch all the components. Right. So all they have to do is think about components. And no planning. All they do is they just follow orders and they keep track of everything. I've so legitimately they, wanted to do this one day for like a holiday spectacular. I want to do a 12 player game of TI where we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're duos and it's, yeah. it's not an alliance variant. It's legitimately like we are playing one faction together. Yeah. And yeah, like, like treat it like one person is the war sergeant and the other is the galactic counselor. And, yeah. and like you are not allowed to step on each other's toes, right? So yeah. when it's yeah. during the action phase, only the only the uh, attack man can do things and then when you get into the status the general like agenda phase right the general can talk then and the other one can't talk until it's the agenda phase or whatever i would love that yeah have you do you remember um when uh to talk a little bit about um our rivals shut up and sit down <laughs> our big time our number our big rivals oh we're gonna take them down you know with our stupid thing um they did uh, this really good coverage of this mega game called uh, Watch the Skies. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. Very good. Yeah. Uh, really cool game. Really cool mega game. And I think that a Twilight Imperium variant of Watch the Skies would be very doable. Yeah. You know? Everybody Where you playing literally... a specific role within the, mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. That would be hilarious. And it's all... Imagine taking the phases of Twilight Imperium and they're all happening at once and in different rooms. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> Look at that. Watch the Mechatol Rex. Uh, let's do another one. Yeah, all right, fine. This one is presented to us uh, from Zeron. This was a four-player game. My neighbor to my right was the Nomad, and we had a Nebula, a Supernova, and some crappy one-planet systems between us, so we had no reason to fight. Plus, they were uh, feeling the heat from Sol. My neighbor to my left was the Ghost of Creus. And there was a belt of two planet systems all the way from my home system to the Creus gate. I also had Primor, so I was using that and my agent to replenish my infantry on the front line. I also took over a Creus space dock with the infiltrate action card and on the same activation, built some more infantry with some mechs. So I had a good chunk of the Creus slice, but they were still getting objectives, including a control objective. Fast forward a bit, in the agenda phase, wormhole reconstruction comes out ain't that always the way if mm-hmm. ghosts are in the game wormhole reconstruction's gonna come out uh nomad and myself vote overwhelmingly against 
forcing Creus to put command tokens in their systems with wormholes, including their flagship. I see my chance. I take warfare. I take two planets underneath the flagship using Gamma Mama. Then I pull my token with warfare, and I'm able to activate the Creus home system and Gamma Mama again into there, which was very lightly defended on the ground. Yummy. Double Gamma. That's how you mama, but baby. That's that's the true mama is to double up and go through the Creus flagship in directly into their home system. There's nothing that I think emphasizes Dane's style of design <laughs> and the answer to the question of can other players go through yeah. the ghost flagship. The fact <laughs> that the answer to that, I mean, you have to have light wave if it's going to be ships, right? right? But the fact that the answer to that is yes <laughs> says so much about who this guy is right you know this right. guy in charge well, what's supposedly in charge to double down on it in pok he says well sardek doesn't even need Lightwave. they can just gama mama through the flagship if and the problem my favorite thing about this plan the reason it's a play of the week is it's one thing for like Creus to screw up and just park the flagship over sardak but sardak has a way to just sneak itself underneath the flagship and then go into the home system that yeah. is that is disgusting that that sh that's allowed <laughs> yeah also i just love that there is that liability built into the ghost flagship, but legitimate, like, that you're never good. going to not play <laughs> yeah. with that flagship. You know what I mean? Like, it's so good that you just have to accept, like, yep, I'm just walking around with a back door to my home system, yeah. just, like, constantly available. Yeah. So, ghost players, take note. You got to be careful, yeah. all right? Getting the Phil Collins out there like that. <laughs> Who knows? Phil Collins will play, you know, this is, we're way past uh, his old days. He'll do anything. You know what I mean? He'll play anything. He does. He, he's like Genesis, sure, whatever. Uh, Tarzan soundtrack, fine. He do, he's, can do it all, baby. Bill Collins is just a guy for hire at this point. You know, if you want him, <laughs> if you want him, you can have him. But at this point, nobody wants him anymore. Is the problem? You know, he did that Tarzan soundtrack, and then kind of people were like, "We but get you it. Peaked. I, you peaked, man. That's it." I just think if they got Phil Collins to do a soundtrack for anything else, everyone would just talk about the Tarzan soundtrack right. the whole time. Right. Like it would just be like. Oh, cool. Well, this sounds like Tarzan. We got to have a Tarzan. They've been doing the the live action reboots of all these series. There's no oh, way yeah. they're not calling Phil back for that. Dude, yeah, yeah. And, and Phil's probably waiting outside the lot right now. You know what I mean? In his car, <laughs> like honking. Like, so who's going to do the music for that Tarzan <laughs> reboot, huh? Thinking? I don't know. Live Maybe, action Tarzan. <laughs> is it, do you got anybody? What? Who are you thinking? Who are you thinking for it? That could could be anybody. Not Billie Eilish, right? She's not allowed. That's my, this is my bag. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Danny Elfman is busy. Uh, I don't think, <laughs> you know, I don't think Hans Zimmer would be appropriate. <laughs> Who do you think? Huh? Who's on the list? <laughs> this one has a good title. This one is called, uh, this one's called Hubris. Thy name is in Curry. I was speaker. <laughs> Imperial hadn't been taken all game. So there were four trade goods on it. Okay. That's what? insane. Yeah. Full stop. What? Somebody, the, uh, you all messed up. You are all, you are all in the doghouse as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> Anyways. So I'm speaker Imperial hadn't been taken all game. There were four trade goods on it. I knew Titans to my left would want leadership. And I only had one command counter in my tactics. One tactics command counter. I struck a deal to leave uh, leadership if Titans would activate it in the first 
two rounds, so first two actions, which he accepted. So I took Imperial and the four trade goods. You got, you, this is like, you made a deal with what you wanted to do anyways. I don't yeah. know how, how do people keep letting this happen? Giving me enough for the public objective to spend five trade goods. And it was for a point. What is going on? I'm just going to critique deal making and like all the, <laughs> all of the stories now. That's my new thing. <clears throat> Mechatol had been abandoned, so there was only a single PDS. Oh my god, just these people are like letting this get away. I'm just, oh man, I'm furious. <clears throat> I activated my hero to jump my flagship and some dreads to Mechatol. Active oh, and oh, it's L1. Wow. You're playing as L1. So hero, hero to jump my flagship and some dreads to Mechatol uh to activate uh next action to land, and then Imperial the action after that. To get one victory point and score the public, putting me up to seven. Through some whispered negotiations, I struck a deal with Mahakt to remove the command counter for Mechatol so I could help clear out a player that was infringing on his space. Uh, little did he know, I had bigger plans. He accidentally revealed Mirage adjacent to his home system uh, and left it empty while having the relic that gave him a victory point but he'd lose it if he lost control of a legendary planet or his home. So we're talking about Shard of the Throne. With Gravity Drive plus Light Wave plus Dread 2, I was able to snipe that without losing support for the throne, bringing me to eight victory points. Fortunately, the two-point public objective was control two planets adjacent to different players' home systems, and I now had that one. Um, that's, a, that's an efficient no, activation right there. Gotta get a second. Oh, and I, now I had one. Okay. Much to the uh, annoyment, annoyance <laughs> of Empyrean, I had or, uh, who had organized the play and done all the heavy lifting in terms of teaching me the game and the and mod, um, I moved a fleet into his forward production system, which he hadn't activated yet. He was baffled. Why would I take my fleet into his space and block him when he wasn't even in the lead? I didn't gain anything from it, etc. Of course, I couldn't tip my hand. So I fell silent and hope they'd assumed it was just a noob mistake. Being a noob, uh, not leet, you know, a noob. <laughs> There's leet gamers and then there are noobs. Welcome to 2005. <laughs> then I stalled and I stalled as best as I could. It's a little engine that, that stalled. Um, <laughs> it was finally down to just the NRA and me uh, that had not passed. With my last action, I purged the relic and brought that fleet into a system adjacent to Empyrean's home system. I assume we're talking about Dominus Orb. Yes. Using uh, Grav Drive to bring in a single ground unit as the planet was empty, and I just needed to handle the, uh, the space fleet. The space fleet which I had more than enough uh, firepower. Show me a ground fleet, why don't you? The table went wild, and the Empyrean player felt bad about all the bad-mouthing uh, he had done. Uh, I guess he did some bad-mouthing. So he gave me a speed boost just to add insult to injury and further add to the spectacle. So I went ahead and pulled more units than I needed uh, as I thought NRA had activated all of their ships. Uh, so this is... Uh, Empyrean's like, whatever, I'll give you, um, what is it called? What's the ability called, Matt? Aether Stream. Aether Stream. I'll yeah, just I'll give, give you, you Aether Stream. Do whatever. I don't Bring care. Bring everything, baby. So we put everything in it. So I even pulled uh, the force for Mirage. Oh, I'm seeing where we're going. 
Um, so I pulled the force from Mirage just to have as big a force as possible just for fun. The game's not for fun, bud. Just so you know. It's not the game's not for fun. It's a it's a psychic torture device uh, that we use on each other. So I even pulled that uh, that force from Mirage just to have it for fun. With that objective, I would have pulled a six point swing in a single round to emerge victorious. Of course. In the chaos of celebration, nobody noticed the lone uh, carrier two with a single infantry and light wave that was able to just skip right to Mirage and claim it, earning him the shard of the throne and the two-point public objective to win the game. I still count it as a victory for me, though. Yeah, but you did not win. That actually, <laughs> you, I mean, you can say that if you want. But to me, it sounds like you just made a critical mistake at the end. Your good fortune. Yeah, you already won story, the game with the four trade good Imperial while you could easily take Mechatol. That was, yeah. boy, what a play there. Into huh? a deal. I didn't, I wish people would describe the, the full on deals because sometimes <laughs> they describe these things. I'm like, why did that player agree to do oh, that? Oh, for I you? forgot to mention I had kidnapped his children. Sorry. I left that <laughs> oh, weird yeah, little yeah, detail yeah. out. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, they I, were trapped I, in my house and, and right, I said, do right. this deal or you don't get to leave. So, right, right. They had invested in my company and I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> I was okay. So here's the story. I'm their boss, uh, and and it's a Christmas party. Okay, and we're drunk, and we start playing Twilight Imperium. And I'm like, if 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 you beat me, you're fired. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, they and then I'm like, they never know when I'm serious or not. They never. They know. never know when I'm serious tell. or not. I've done. A, I do a lot of erratic stuff around the office <laughs> just to make sure they know that I'll do anything. Who knows what I'll do? You know. Um, so yeah. So yeah, that imper man, that imperial take. Please pop leadership whenever I want you to. Oh, that burns That's me wild. up. But yeah. whatever. I mean, I guess in the end, justice was done. Yep. And NRA lie, just randomly wins <laughs> for no, you know, <laughs> just cause. But that's funny that uh, I will say this: when you're losing in at the end of the game, chaos. Let chaos mm -hmm. reign. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I love that the Imperian player was like, hey. Go Do you want to just send more stuff? I don't know. I yeah. don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's such a that's a poetic. Justice. I feel like I've seen that actually a decent amount. Uh, like because because POK has made round five like such a wild chaotic thing. Yummy. And, and you have to recognize it. Like we were just talking about Teddy's jam for you. Like people always have a chance. So the, th the lesson I've been learning is never just do the weird stuff, man. And don't let other players do the weird stuff. Because the second players start doing the weird stuff, you open up some random opportunity somebody else did not have. And you yep. you need to be careful with, with just, like, playing for yucks and yums. Because uh, things get real weird real fast. Like we said, game's not for fun. Yep. Okay? Yep. Psychic yep. torture device. You, yep. use to be, you, you use it on your friends to, <laughs> to, to, to mentally kind of get in their brain and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, you muck about. Um, good story. Lo love it whenever you lose like this. Yeah. You know, it's always when you can count it as a win. That's pretty good, right? I'm never able to do that. That's never happened to me even once. If I lost, I'm a stupid, stupid boy that deserves everything he's ever had. You Half know? the time when you win, you talk about it like you lost. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, you'll, we wouldn't know because that hasn't happened in three years. So, well, that's not true, Matt. You have actually won some games. I have you had, just don't. I've had a win. You're right. You've had, is it just one? It's just more one. than one. No, it's, it's, more than it's one. one that counts. The others are, I, I see genuinely, that's exactly. No, what I'm, I'm not kidding. About. The other two are legitimate. Like, well, the timer ran out. And so we just had to call it and we declared a winner that doesn't count. 
So yeah, well, okay, yeah, that doesn't count for stats, but it does count in the heart. You know what I mean? It Not does my count. My cold in the heart. black heart. In your cold dead heart, you know <laughs> that this show has pierced with a knife, essentially. Yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 do another one. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I called this one. I need a weapon, and <laughs> it's my Connors. Uh, and we're skipping to round five. Uh, I take Imperial, hoping to build and fully root on Mechatol with my flagship, and maybe end with a respectable score. I somehow need to score Brave the Void as well as the Mechatol point on a stage two, and then survive until the eight in initiative order in the status phase. That's the tallest Whoa. order of all the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Connor's chances are gone. Effectively, there are several large fleets adjacent to Mechatol, so I'm not too confident in my ability to hold the space for a round. Then another stroke of luck tech is picked and then played as their first action. I'm able to tech fleet logistics, which I immediately capitalize on to build my flagship on Mechatol and play Imperial for three points, moving me up to eight. So half the job is done. At this point, other players start seeing I might actually have a path to win this round, and some discussion is had around knocking me about. Uh, However, that conversation is quickly wrapped up when I point out I have zero unlocked ships. Everything was moved to Mechatol to hold against PDS and retake the space. And I also hold the DMZ, so elimination is impossible anyways. Uh, I should note, this is a SAR play, so the entire SAR ball is parked on Mechatol Rex and locked down. Um, So with all locked down ships, I feel my odds of winning, uh, while they may look good at the onset, actually seem pretty dismal. I recheck the public objectives, and I qualify for develop weaponry, which gets me to nine, but I still need to score Brave the Void with no unlocked ships. Hmm. Then I remember I have the Codex. So let's go surfing in the discard pile. I have a war effort for a cruiser, but that card needs a ship already in the system. Well, all my systems are locked down. Okay, maybe there's an unexpected action in the discards, if only. However, there is a ghost ship which I could tie into a war effort to get a tiny strike force. There's an empty beta I could use as my base for this strike, but there are only a few anomalies on the board, most of which have units of players whose support for the thrones I have. Those are not options. I do see a lonely destroyer in the alpha asteroid field, but with ships in the way, I could not get there. Then I notice that the uh, in the silence of space has been discarded, which solves that problem. Maybe this is actually possible. So the final plan is hatched together. I use the codex, I pull ghost ship in the silence of space and a sabotage just in case of a skilled retreat. I fleet logistics to play ghost ship on an empty beta. It's a small surprise to the table, but I try to play it off as getting an unlocked ship to explore a frontier token for fun. And they go back to figuring out their own two pointer options. On my next turn, I play war effort to add a cruiser at the beta, then I fleet logistics to activate the alpha asteroid field. The surprise is larger this time when I play in the silence of space, but there's no sabotage. I move the destroyer and the cruiser through the nexus and into the alpha asteroid. Winning the combat there, I score Brave the Void and move to 9, at which point the table fully realizes the game is guaranteed to end at the 8 in status phase, me scoring developed weaponry. A few players without paths this round quickly pass, and a few final attempts are made at various home systems to satisfy the stage 2. However, home defenses are vigilant and strong, and I end up winning at the 8 in status phase round 5. Wow. That's a proper play of the week. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll say, too... uh, 
that is my favorite public objective that achieve supremacy have a or a, a take take home systems or whatever anything in that milieu uh is is my favorite mm-hmm. stuff because it is hard and in doing it you take away other people's opportunities to do it so that's always when you get the most chaotic final round because yeah. it's like it's doable except for sometimes it just isn't and so you can't just like guarantee someone has a shot or not right when it's spend 16 resources you can just kind of count the writing on the wall and figure it out but there's right. always opportunities when it's like take a home system have a flagship above mechatol whatever mm-hmm. yeah whenever we're um writing the scripts for the tournament games yeah, and like right. rigging it we're always talking about those you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. it's kind of our big button to press you know when yeah. we're rigging it and right i mean imagine if there was like a stage one public objective where it was like have your flagship right how crazy would that be and then like another public objective that's like have a big fleet right and then and then the stage two is have a big fleet and your flagship over mechatol like how crazy would that be for it to just randomly happen isn't that weird wait are the weren't those public objectives in the finals like weren't those actually weren't those actually public did you just remember those off the top of your head (laughs) matt are you is this not a bit are you actually rigging it I'm serious. <laughs> I thought we were just like joking around, but it seems like how do you remember that? Did you actually rig it? Are you admitting that? Matt. He's not he disconnected. He's not I, even in the I've call left. anymore. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, right, killer. Well, Connor sent us what's funny, Connor sent us another story that was also oh, man, great. Yeah. Like made both of our like top tier story lists, but we had to yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, we can't just give connor let's just we'll bring connor on for a future episode and it'll just be connor's imperium life uh, and we'll do all of his cool stories yeah the other one that connor said in was pretty cool it was a it, i can summarize it real quick actually because it that that was the problem the reason we didn't include it is it was such a cool thing but it was like like the, i can do the whole thing right now so it was the four action turn mm-hmm. which is uh first action you just get that one on the house actually uh <laughs> second action fleet logistics third action master plan and then fourth action is uh, minister of war mm-hmm. which is where you take a thing off and you t- you, you, you get another. to do the warfare prim- primary and then you do an action yep. so four actions right there pretty cool when that comes up the context does make it a little better a little juicier yeah. um, but maybe we'll you know what maybe we'll bring play of the week back yeah maybe that's what to. we should do like yeah. bring that back we could even just use that story i know i just kind of burned the detail of it but the context <laughs> might make it worthwhile to have that at the end of the episode i let's bring it back matt i want let's to do i've been wanting to it's just been a matter of like inspiring people enough we, we needed i think this episode to get people to see what kind of stories we're, we're doing so that hopefully more people send them and then i think yeah we got to start plucking away at them and do do play of the week again at the end of every episode i love it i love this play from connor's too because uh the the idea of ghost ship into uh war effort into finally do an action is some like really wackadoodle stuff yeah, I love when um, I love I, I do uh, codex plays are a little similar. Yeah, they're like, OK, so codex plays. If you send in a codex play, um, it's sort of like in a sorrel. Uh, I, I stalled out and then used all these cards, except for the good codex ones are always like. And then I fished out ghost ship. Yeah. Which who, is who not takes a, ghost ship from the codex. Not a exactly. Card. It's yeah. not a card that makes you go. 
uh-oh, yeah. they got Ghost Ship. If, like, I if you had just had Ghost Ship in the Silence of Space and uh, War Effort, like if you had just drawn those, I wouldn't call this a play of the week. You just got stupid lucky. But mm-hmm. Codex requires at least just enough like choice in the matter of like, no, 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 no. I picked the three action cards, though. Right. Um, and that, that and is it's also public enough. information. That's my exactly. favorite part of it is everybody sees like Ghost Ship. Wait. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I love that. That's really good. The ghost yeah. ship and then the war effort after that, they must have been like, I uh, I don't know what's, I think, yeah. I don't know where it's going on. Even I don't know then, why it's like, what is, ha- like, is this anything? Does this matter? Or is it just yeah. putting putting fleets on the board? Especially because it sounds like the game was going to go to around six anyway. So it's like, yeah, I'm just putting more ships on the board, man. What do you care? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's totally justifiable. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really good one. Thank you, Connors, uh, for both your submissions. And thank I want to thank everybody yeah. that submitted uh, for this Imperium Life. We've been asking for them for, for quite a while. We got a lot of submissions. Yep. Um, there were a lot that we uh, that we did not use. Maybe some of them will be featured uh, as Play of the Week stuff to kind of give us some padding for that. But um, I would like to request, you know, going forward, if you have any, if anything cool happens in a game, send us it in an email to spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. Uh, and put play of the week in the subject line, and we're gonna be reading those. Yeah, hey, I'm, they don't I'm have sold. to be crazy long. That ghost, that uh, oh. that Gama Mama one was like four sentences, man. It, and it's a great, yeah. it's a great play. If I mean, we can always fluff them up too. We'll add, we'll add a little bit into some. I will say there are some people, uh, Robofish. I'll call you out. Robofish will occasionally just send us like literally like six words <laughs> that are like, yeah. this is the play. It's like, okay, I get it, but that's. I'm not going to write the whole story for you. Someone no, yeah, sent yeah. us just a picture of a really good Ixthian artifact. That's that was funny. a great submission. Please keep doing that. That's hilarious, but I'm not able to turn that into a story. But it was a two war sun Ixthian, uh, so that's fun. I like, uh, no, I like how Robofish approaches it because Robofish is treating it like it's a pitch meeting. <laughs> and like he's like a writer that works for he's Space giving us the log line. Yeah, he's like, well, he's just catching us in the elevator and he's like, all right, what do you think about this? Muat commander, spend three command tokens, get three trade goods. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, you know what I'm talking about? What do you, you Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm thinking, Thank you for I'm your thinking 50 mil to shoot this. 50 mil to shoot. <laughs> Muat commander, the movie, written by Robofish. I wrote it in the tank. You can say that. <laughs> wrote it in the... Man, we haven't done Robofish in his fish tank in a long yeah. time. Has anyone checked the yeah, fish tank? Okay? Like... I don't. You do have I have to clean looked, those. You have to clean those regularly. It's important. No, I just mean like, like the board game geek forum. Does it still oh. even exist? Like, it's, it it Ro- exists. I checked it probably a few months ago, and there wasn't anything new. I oh, I okay. want it to die. I don't want to completely delete it, but I do want it to waste away forever in the void. I just think it would have been funny if we if we had clicked on it right now and, still and found that Robofish had been writing for like years. <laughs> it's like not two even about years. Ti anymore. It's just like the New Zealand <laughs> government today was. <laughs> That would be really funny. We just have this guild on Board Game Geek, but it's really just for one person. You know what, Robofish? I give you permission. It's your journal, and I'll never read anything you write in there. It's just your little oasis away from the world. You just put whatever yeah. you want in there, buddy. Yeah, that's an old man. That's an old bit right there. Old school <laughs> Space Cats bit. Love it. Love it. All right. I want to um, thank our weird bears Big Al Cappuccino, Farganus, Squeamish Emu, Brassbird, Brian, Kaluan, Son of Leto, Alice, Sunfax, Absol, Arwise, Fancy Zeeling, TG Welch, and Rumor Hippo. 
And I want to thank our little peace turtles, Patience is a Virtue, my son is also named Bort, Anvalier, Frank G, Gaskio, Rekka, Carnal, Naderade, Nick, Privix, Rolo, Uncle Batty, Teddy's Jam for you, Goondog, Boo Poo, and Doberhuawa. Yeah, um, just another reminder, November is the month to sign up for Tournament 4. Uh, if you want to sign up for Tournament 4, you need to be a patron. Uh, that is Galactic Counselor, which is the lowest level, or, or, or above, uh, in order to get the, e the eventual email that will have the things that let you sign up for Tournament 4 happening in 2022. Yeah. Um, continue to send us uh, play plays of the week to Turtles at gmail.com you can also send if you have like a longer piece that you're like i don't think this is good for the end of an episode uh but i think this would be good for another this imperium life episode feel free to send those whenever yep. we keep we we just collect those in our email um if the, uh, although you know thinking about how long it took us to do this one it'll probably be a long time before we do another this imperium life we'll see um, i mean we did we did a bunch back to back to back it's just that by the time we'd done the fifth base game it really did felt like we'd seen like all the big plays all the flavors, and okay yeah. as we all know there's like a million things that happen in crazy games so yeah I, I think there's plenty more we, i think we could do at least four more pok yeah. uh this imperium life so yeah true. keep sending them true dat um okay let's talk galactic council so the war arc is officially over um the thai the 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 thai people what are they called like the 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 uh, caucus people. the thai caucus uh-huh um uh they failed and they were not able to tie the poll for who will be speaker of the council they tried mm -hmm. they tried they were very we had, close we, we dug into the data and we found out that they did not succeed but there was a moment yeah it was literally thought, <laughs> it was 34 percent versus 34 percent only because patreon doesn't break it down by fractions of a percent yeah, uh, yeah and so yeah we had to download the data to then see that planet earth won by a single vote yeah so planet earth won um planet earth though i will say this planet earth was uh the leader the point leader from the very beginning uh of the poll um also congratulations to uh absol for coming in very very as close as you can yeah. um uh i but yeah a lot of it was people trying to tie it up but uh even according to wecker now the the tying is done it yep. will it will forever cease uh because planet earth now has tie breaking uh powers planet earth will have um other i, I think whenever uh so next week we'll have a poll first poll of the new regime uh and we're gonna we're gonna ask planet earth uh what she would like uh mm -hmm. to be on the as far as options for that poll um and we're probably gonna give planet earth as much leeway with that as she would like basically yeah. it's just gonna be yeah. up to her um but we still have some uh we still have some discussions to have that we have not had yet so we're gonna kick that can down to next week um homebrewers guild uh, i owe you a homebrew game on technology i've had a lot of good submissions uh you have a little bit of extra time to submit any homebrew uh generic tech no faction tech just generic tech um some people have submitted an entire makeover yeah. of Someone Every did it twice. Tech. Someone did yeah. two sets of all of the generic tech. Which is great. I love it. Um, I'm not going to take the whole thing because that would be boring for everybody else, you know. But uh, I will take uh, a lot of what people Pieces. have given me so I feel very secure. Um, and I want to thank uh, the guild for submitting so much stuff. And if you would like to submit anything, you've got uh, a bit more time. I'm probably not going to do pre-production uh, on it until like Friday. So you've got some days. Um, to submit more generic text. And then next week, we will also announce what the new Homebrewers Guild 
uh, thing will be. But th- that's going to be on some Sunday, November 7th on twitch.tv slash Turtles. I will probably start around 10 a.m. Pacific time. So watch me play a goofy game with all new yeah. homebrew tech, baby. Yeah. Uh, you can also rate our show on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen. Give us a five-star rating. You can find our website, SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com, to find information about our Patreon, how to become a part of that Homebrewers Guild, how to become a part of the Galactic Council, how to get into the Tournament 4 in 2022. All of that is on SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com. Also, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, etc., etc. Also, check out our new show, uh, Old Gamers Almanac. It's a show where Hunter and I rake every single video game we of rake. all time. We rake One games? week at a time. We rake them up. And we throw we them, them in the, the leaf bag with the little pumpkin face, mm-hmm, and we throw mm-hmm. them out at the front of the driveway for the garbage men to pick up. Garbage men pick up bags of leaves? Sure, if they're in a garbage bag. Do they really? I'm my brain is still living in the like 1987 of uh of civics uh duties and things that we get. Yeah, they'll pick up your yeah. leaves, man. They'll pick up any garbage. Just shove those things in your trash. I can. don't know what happens to leaves. That's the thing is, I'm just finding out where they go well when i was growing up we had a ton of oak trees and like most tasks at my house there was every winter the job was to move the stuff that's over there over to the other part of the yard so that next year we can move the stuff that's in that part of the yard and move it back over to the other part of the yard yeah that's the old david martins that's what he (laughs) likes to do he likes moving stuff across his giant yard and then occasionally He'll build a giant pile of stuff in his yard, and, and then he will shoot fire. that pile <laughs> with a flaming arrow. <laughs> That's your dad. That's what your dad does. He's like, he's just like cleaning up his yard, but he's like, can I make this as cool as possible? <laughs> and it's still, I want to say, Dave, if you're listening, it's not cool. Like, it's still not cool. <laughs> Like you're trying, it's almost there. You know what I mean? I don't know how to make it any cooler than that. It's Actually, the fact that I, he tries so hard that makes it not cool. You know. I think here's how it would be cool. Really, explosives. Yeah. Blow it up. Right. You you can't get me with just a big fire at this point. Fire. I've you know I I see fire all the time. You know what I mean? My dad's a firefighter, so I know all about fire. And you know what? The Donaldson family, we hate fire. You know. <laughs> but if you blow that stuff up. Without a fire, no fire. Oh, interesting. Just explosion. A chemical explosion <laughs> that results yeah. in no fire. I that results it. in zero fire. A purely could... PSI explosion. Give me give me the force of air only. Yeah, yeah. Spread all those leaves back all over the yard. Yeah. Also, I just want to throw this out there. I've started doing comedy again. Mm-hmm. I'm a comedian once more. Probably be announcing me doing some shows soon. Um, right now I'm kind of just working on new stuff around Portland. If you live in Portland, I'm out. I'm at weird bars late at night <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling jokes. Just got a new one about Bezos. I'm not going to tell you on air, but I, uh, if you come to some weird bar where I happen to be, you'll see, you'll see what's going on. Uh, so yeah, be ready for that. I'm coming, I'm making a comeback, making a comeback. It's going to be a big deal. It's not going to be a big deal. It wasn't a big deal the first time, but I mean, I was actually fourth place in a newspaper in 2019. <laughs> fourth place in a newspaper in 2019. That's what you're listening to. That's what you're like. Oh, I love this guy. Fourth place in a newspaper 2019. What does that even mean in 2021? You know what I mean? And in that interview, they were like, we hear you have a pretty successful podcast. And you were like, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well, you know what, Matt? 
Put yourself in my shoes for a second. <laughs> You're being interviewed by a local paper. They're asking you to talk about your podcast, and this is your podcast. <laughs> How would you explain it? Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>